Welcome to Healing Your Families, where we address six areas of health for families, emotional, financial, mental, physical, social, and spiritual. And this month, we've been focusing on emotional well-being. So I invited my good friend and expert, Terry Crosby, and she is a relationship coach. I wanted to have a discussion with her on how our emotions impact our relationships. So Terry, welcome. Thank you so much. Thank you. I appreciate you having me. Well, I appreciate time I have to talk to you. You have a lot of insights and I, it, it, we, can, we always have a lively discussion. We do. <laughs> That's true. So, you know, I've, I've been talking about how we can learn to understand our own, ex, our own emotions and learn how to manage them, express them appropriately. But, you know, we don't live in isolation. We generally are, are we're more often are in a partnership or marriage. So could you share with us some of your experience about how those emotions can affect the relationship? Well, I'm in a way, I'm a really good person to talk to because I'm, I'm a really emotional person. I, I am. I, it's in my human design. I'm, I'm emotionally defined. I'm it's um, I, I just, it's in my astrology. It's everywhere. So I, I, emotions are really profound for me and I, I have plenty of them. So I have had to learn um, that sometimes emotions are helpful indicators of of uh, kind of where to where where to go. You know, it's it's like a flag. You know, um, and sometimes the flag is useful in terms of that's a place where I have an ouch. You know, that's a wound. It's a a negative place. So if if somebody says something to me. And it's not even meant as critical, but I take it that way. That's that's a little wound place. So sometimes it's a place that I need to do some personal inquiry and heal something. That's that's one. Um, sometimes other people don't even realize that they're, <laughs> that they're they don't feel a room the way I do, and they don't feel the impact of what they're saying. Um, so I'm kind of like a canary in a coal mine. That's it. It's really uh, so emotions have taught me a lot. Sometimes I have too many <laughs> and I have to just get really centered. And uh, I cry when I'm happy. I cry when I'm sad. I cry, <laughs> cry a lot uh, for a lot of different reasons. So that's just a little bit about my experience of emotions personally, personally I, speaking. I love that added insight. I, I, I learned to understand that my emotions were, like you said, an indication that something's wrong, something needs to be fixed, something needs to change. But I had never really seen them as an indication of a wound that needs to be healed. Yeah. It's not always that the other person has done something wrong. You know what I'm saying? We, we tend to, if, if I get hurt feelings, it, you know, one of the options that humans have is to say, you did this to me, <laughs> but no, if, if that, if I didn't have that wound, that would never would have happened. So I always look there first, just as a matter of responsibility and 
uh, personal tenderness, you know, just taking care of myself. Well, I think it's good too. You know, the other extreme is when you're told you're overly sensitive. Yeah. <laughs> and that is not helpful either. Yeah. I like the way you're saying, take responsibility and realize, like you said, here's, here's the warning light, the red flag that I have a wound that needs to be addressed. Mm -hmm. And if I'm honest about that in the moment, then I'm not blaming the person. So, so that cycle of blame that can go around when emotions are high, then I can say, you know what? I, this thing you just said to me, you know, the sentence you just said to me, here's what happened to me. And I'm not sure what that's about. I can look at that a little bit later, but, um, could you try that again? Could you could you say it again in another way? That's that's responsibility. You know, I'd really like to hear what you have to say, and I'm sure you have a good reason for saying it. But I I notice it's hard for me to hear that way. Do you have other words you could use for me? Kind of go around the corner with me. See if see if I can hear it better another way. You know that <laughs> that is so empowering. It is. The other person may feel totally blindsided. Why on earth did she fly off at that? Or, and and you're helping them. You're communicating. Yeah, yeah. it's really help. It's really helpful between men and women. Yes, really helpful. Especially because we yes. don't think the same. Yeah, I used to. Um, <clears throat> I used to at the you know. I sometimes I think about my childhood and there were five kids in the family and two parents that were honestly not that great at communication. And there was kind of a dominant father and a not and, a, and sort of a mother, a mother who sort of took it, if you will. And as a child, I would sit there and I would watch that and I'd go, oh, my gosh, <laughs> this, this is hard. I I never want to relate to somebody like that. I wonder so then sometimes I would even speak up and say, well, dad, if you could just hear mom, what she's saying, you know, and, and then that wasn't okay. <laughs> um, and I wasn't really listened to because I was small. Yeah. 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 Children were to be seen, not heard. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of that in my family. Yeah. So I kind of, as a girl sitting at the dinner table, I, I resolved in myself, really, I, I remember walking away from the, you know, while washing dishes afterwards or something, cleaning up, you know, while I was just walking back and forth from the dining room to the kitchen, I would think about those things and, and, and wonder how similar families are to countries who don't get along and, you know, kind of the bigger picture. If, if parents want um, the peace in the world, and I was in a Quaker family, Quakers really appreciate peace. <clears throat> Excuse me. So I thought as a child, well, it seems like we should be able to get along at the table as practice for <laughs> the bigger stuff. Makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I grew up wanting to figure that out and wanting to create more peace in the world in personal situations. And so I turned my attention to that. I went into child development at Iowa State University and 
you know, took a lot of classes about that and psychology and early childhood, this and that and the other thing. And <laughs> so I've, I've had an eclectic journey. That's I could say that for sure. You know, it's interesting how much our nuclear original family impacts us. Mm -hmm. Family we grew up in. You either yeah. grew up thinking, I want to create a family like this, or I don't want to create a family like this. Yes. And You're for me, it was, I, I don't want. <laughs> I think I'm, you know, I, I like to remind parents, your children are watching you all the time. Yeah. And they're, they, they're smart. They're figuring it out. They're, yeah. you know, just be very aware of how yeah. you're interacting with your spouse mm -hmm. partner in front of yeah. your children. Just know your husbands are teaching their daughters how men should treat them. Yep. Mothers are te teaching their daughters. This is how, this is what you, what the treatment you allow. Yes. Man. Yes. When you stand up for yourself and when you don't and mm -hmm. the impact of that. And do you let your emotions about a situation sort of take you down? Yeah. My mother, yeah. My mother kind of did that. She she just went into the emotion of it, into the reaction of it. And it's it's hard to keep your center when you do that. When when emotions are kind of like a wave and they just go over you. And so she modeled that. And I also learned that by watching. So that's now, elaborate on the, you know, keeping centered. What does that look like? Well, it's different in different situations. So I was I was just speaking with a client this morning. Um, and it's a my client is a woman and she's in a relationship with someone. And there's a lot of good in her relationship. So there's good juju, there's good hormones, good endorphins, there's, there are really good conversations, but in certain circumstances, um, I, I don't know, the tide shifts and suddenly she's to blame for his discomfort about something. And what I guided her to do this morning is to, is to actually so, so the answer to your question, sometimes it's to take time away from the situation so that you can remember your strength. And what I guided her, one, th one thing I, I suggested that she do is just take time out of the relationship. She can take a break, you know, she has the right to do that. She can say, I need, I need time. And I said, go spend time around your really strong girlfriends around about around people who see you around people that you feel fully that you can fully express yourself and kind of remember your you know your your strength about about who you are so getting centered for her could be taking time out that's one answer to your question taking time out to remember and be reinforced by uh, other people it's helpful it's really helpful. Um, in a relationship that I was in recently, I, I, I took time, I, I actually broke up with him. And um, I dated someone else. And, and that person 
opened my mind in ways I, I can't even explain. It's sort of, he gave me a bigger worldview. He was, he was really out there. And I realized that there were some places that I had been fear, fearful in my relationship. Um, and so I, I, it was like a crash course. I did this in about a week and a half. <laughs> I'm not kidding. That is a crash course. It was a crash course. And I all of a sudden felt stronger. My worldview opened up. I always tell people, you know, when if you're in pain, it might be that you're looking through a keyhole rather than a picture window. So he gave me the picture window. He really did. And so all of a sudden I was like, oh, oh. And I lost my fear of, uh, I know this might sound odd, but I, I lost my fear of death. I did. Mm -hmm. my, my husband died seven years ago, but I never have really lost my fear of, and that's an emotion, fear. Oh, yes. Um, fear of, gosh, there's just this, even if there's just this one life or maybe you're born, you know, maybe there's reincarnation and you're born these number of times, but still death is just awful. I couldn't quite get over it. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> excuse me. <clears throat> Pardon me. <laughs> flu season anyway <laughs> so i i suddenly expanded my view and it's funny what happens when you expand your view of life and living and possibilities what just fill in the blank life living possibilities opportunities you know if we expand in any way you, you kind of suddenly sit up a little straighter and breathe a little deeper and um you know yourself better so that's so so he gave me this bigger view and then a couple weeks after that the guy i broke up with wrote me back and said i don't know how this separation is going to go i have considered my life without you and i don't <laughs> i don't like it <laughs> and i'm willing to do anything let's talk and so we did and now we're together <clears throat> So I could have let my emotions about that circumstance, I could have let my emotions just sit there, but I chose to open. Um, and then I'm stronger when certain kinds of things happen. I don't, it's, it's sort of like the cold wind can't get into my heart in the way that it used to. You know what I'm saying? Yes, and it takes courage to do that. I mean, this was probably a painful, scary place. And you had to decide, I'm going to go there. Yeah. But first, I had to give it up. I had to say, okay, this isn't working. I quit. That was actually a key, a key. I don't do that very easily. Mm -hmm. I, I just gave up. I went, okay, I'm done. You mean I'm with the relationship? You just said, <laughs> okay, we've got to go our separate ways. Yeah, this uh -huh. isn't working, um, which often means it's it's not so much about the other person. It's more like I didn't know how to handle him. I didn't know how to receive all of who he is. Certain things about him made me, made me upset or worried or fearful, or I, I was afraid of kind of losing my freedom as a person in, in a, in a deep kind of way, you know, like 
uh, I, I was just afraid of certain things. And so this other relationship kind of blasted me open and I became more resilient because I'm more open. Open, so you, is, open is resilient. Yes. Yes. And you needed to go through that process. I did. So it was, you know, when you, you, you broke up and that was what you had to do for you, but I'm looking at what it did for him. I think he learned to appreciate you more. He learned to, to decide, you know, I want to, I want to make, you know, I want this relationship. Let's talk what, what's needed to make it yeah. happen. Yep. Yep. He did some self-reflecting as well. So it's valuable. So those emotions of mine, actually those strong emotions, fear and worry and feeling a little up against the wall in certain situations with him, um, it actually guided me to a better me because mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't think of it as bad. I just kept exploring how to untie this little tight place and, <laughs> you know, kind of disperse this negative thing over here and, you know, like that. Which really reinforces we don't need to fear our emotions. They they are beneficial. They're energy. They can motivate us to take action. They can yeah. help us understand ourselves better. Yeah. And then I love the this, you know, you've heard the expression, use curiosity over judgment just being curious let's yeah let's explore this yeah my my version of that is is it's, it's, it's the same only different words i always say be curious not critical okay because yeah. they're two, two c's they're easy for people to yes. remember <laughs> so i often do that but it's the same thing so and that's true about ourselves examining our own emotions and in our relationships Yes. So instead of me thinking something is wrong with me, that would be critical. Yep. I got curious. I went, okay, then I'm going to play over here for a while. And I started talking to this other guy and I went, oh, <laughs> I'm really afraid there. Yeah. Okay. So I had a bigger perspective when all of that was done. So emotions can be uh, can point, you know, they can, they can point where, where to look in ourselves to, um, to get stronger. Really, it's a strength. It's a resilience. It's the, the resilience is probably a better word to be more resilient and more open, because to me, it's both of those are required. Exactly. And then he got curious. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. I wanted to know what he could do yeah to make it work yeah beautiful example yeah so getting centered is it's not a specific action it's just the idea that you're in touch with your emotions you're you're figuring out what you need and you're you're taking care of yourself um there's a so Yes, to all of that. And getting centered to me means being able to be self-aware instead of self-critical. So there's a difference between um, 
and this is just kind of semantics, but you'll, you'll know what I mean. The, instead of questioning my questioning myself um, is different. Really like, oh gosh, questioning myself in terms of, did I do something wrong? Uh-huh. That's different than observing myself, um, becoming more self-aware. Uh, inquiry is a different has a different flavor than really questioning myself in a critical way. So I, I start inquiring. It's, it's a, I use inquiry, which is a a form of curiosity. Yes. Yes. Of course. Yeah. You're, you're getting more information. You're learning more. Mm -hmm. You're not beating yourself up. Yeah. I think we're, I know quite often as women, we're very good at that. Yes. Yeah, we are. So there's a, a really important aspect here. <clears throat> I think about the curiosity, which is has to do with taking responsibility for the reaction that you have. So claim, I always say to myself first, and then to other people, I, I when, when I'm doing a session with someone, I, I say, claim it, don't aim it. Ah. And so if you, if you claim it and you take responsibility, then the other person doesn't have to defend themselves for, you know, doing something wrong or causing, causing you hurt. You, you can actually take responsibility. My, um, I mentioned that my husband passed away seven years ago. And one of the things that I, I asked him for what it was a partnership in in terms of inquiring being my partner in me understanding more of my reactions and so i would i would kind of you know stop the presses in the middle of the <laughs> a discussion sometimes and i would say you know i just i just felt this really strong feeling and i um I'm having a really negative reaction to you and what you just said. And so I wonder if you could help me with that. It's, it's a counterintuitive thing to do. It is. I know. We tend to just, just go ahead and let it spiral out of control. Yeah. Or blame, or blame the other person and say, don't yeah. ever do that to me. You're so you unreasonable. Know. Yeah. Um, I'm not a fan of, I, I, I know this is probably, I'm not a fan of, of what most people call setting boundaries. Like, don't ever do that to me. I don't know if that's everybody's definition of a boundary, but a lot of times uh, I find in sessions with people that that's what they think a boundary is, is saying, this is a line you should not cross with me. Oh. Don't ever do that. Instead of taking responsibility for the place that hurts, the place that can be hurt. So, um, so instead of setting that boundary, which, and you're right, it can be used as a punishment. Yeah. Instead of setting that, you're inviting them, be my partner. Yeah. Helping me understand my emotions and my reactions. Yeah. How, how, how that would strengthen that relationship. I mean, you know, you, you can't get more emotionally intimate than that. Yeah. It made such a huge difference. His name was Eric. And it made such an incredible difference with him, you know, then he didn't have to, um, 
be in the doghouse about anything. Yeah. Nobody likes to be in the doghouse. Yeah, he, he was the good guy. He's helping you. He was. Even though he just said something to me that I found offensive. Right. Yeah. <laughs> this is huge. You see the memes all the time about the husbands. Doesn't matter what you say, you're going to be in trouble. Just just automatically say, I'm sorry. You know, this this. Yeah, this, this is a game changer, Terry. It's a game changer. It changed my marriage. It saved my marriage. It's one of the things I did that saved my marriage. And it happened in a in a moment of transformation. Um, he and I were living in Tustin, California. I remember the house and um, it was an average Sunday morning. You know, we had been having some difficulties with each other and, you know, but I thought, okay, things seemed kind of calm. And I went to the kitchen to get some coffee and um, I came back <clears throat> with the coffee in my hand. <clears throat> I came back with the coffee and he was kind of slumped against the bed pillows. <clears throat> and it looked like somebody had beat him up. It was the weirdest thing. And I I kind of, I just stood there with the coffee for a little while. Uh, and I, I said, Eric, what's going on? What's going on? And he said to me, are you done with me yet? Nobody had ever said that to me. I almost dropped the coffee. Um, he said, are you done with me yet? And instead of taking that as criticism or blame, I, I don't even know what happened to me in that moment, but I, I, I just opened. <laughs> I, I lost blame. I just... I didn't even know that though, Emily, until months later, I looked back at that moment and I went, I have been different since that moment. And <clears throat> so we talked that morning and I said, please don't go anywhere. I, I'm going to fix this. And it was a moment of transformation. And that in that moment, I realized that how much of my life I had taken my emotions as the truth of things. Ooh, say that again. I had taken, I had believed that because I had a certain emotion, that that was the truth of things in that moment, that he had in fact mm -hmm. hurt my feelings and that he didn't have the right to do that. And something changed in that moment and during that morning and in the months after, when I suddenly realized that my emotions were just indicators and I, mm -hmm. I started to explore what they were indicating. And so instead of making him my enemy, mm -hmm. he became my partner. Oh. <laughs> I know. And the so time after, it sounds like it was sweet, precious time with him. Oh my God. It was incredible. It was incredible. Oh. Yeah. So I had this five-year pattern. I could pretty much ruin any relationship in five years or less. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> and that shifted everything. And it's, you know how learning sometimes collects and collects and collects and, and then all of a sudden you get it. Yes. That's yes. what happened. That's what happened that morning. And so I said, don't go anywhere. I'll fix this. Um, and what I meant by that is that I didn't 
any longer suddenly believe that my emotions were the truth in the moment, that it was more like a flag, like a red flag. And that if I looked at what that emotion was about, sure, it's legitimate. I'm not never, I'm never asking people to suppress their emotions or pretend no. not there. It's like, okay, I'm angry, but what is that about? Yes. Learn from uh, it. Yes. Yeah. What is that? And so I began to ask Eric to help me in those places. I said, can, can you just be my sounding board here? Mm -hmm. And so, and he was good at that. He was really good at that. Um, there was something else I was thinking about just in that moment about how emotions aren't, aren't the truth of things. Um, yes. so it's more like a, a little bit of a roadmap. Yeah. It's a, actually a helpful roadmap. A valuable clue. Yeah. You fix that pothole and then that pothole, <laughs> you know, the place where you kind of fall in and can't get out. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And so it just got sweeter and sweeter, no matter what happened, no matter what happened. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wow. You found that beautiful. Yeah. Golden answer. So how do you, I know you, you, you work as a coach, right? I do. And what other services do you provide for people who want a, a better you deal mostly with intimate relationships. Is that correct? Mostly about intimate relationships. Yes. Um, so I offer online classes. I offer some, I live in Western North Carolina. And so I offer some in-person classes around here, which is fun, you know, for various churches and that kind of thing. Uh -huh. um, yeah. And I do private sessions with people. And one of the, one of the ways that people can get to know me is to schedule a free meet and greet. There's a place on my website, you know, under services where it'll say meet and greet. And it's like a 20 minute hello. And we can see if it's, if we're a good match to work together. So I do do that. Um, I'm the author of two books. Um, one is called how to save your fourth marriage. <laughs> Um, one person can transform a relationship and the other is a poetry book called 100 words. Mm -hmm. um, so I've got both of them right back there. Okay. All right. Yeah. And now in your website, is all of this information on your website? It is in care of relationships.com in care of relationships.com in care of relationships.com. Yeah. It's all there. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, what a valuable tool for any family, for anyone who wants yes. that intimate relationship, that partnership. Yeah. Can you imagine the difference it would make in families? Oh, yes. Oh, my gosh. If, if people actually took responsibility for their emotions and said, I'm having, hello, I'm having mm -hmm. this emotion. Yeah. So it, it requires stepping back and being able to observe yourself. Now, and what a difference it would have made for your childhood if your parents oh had been able to do this. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. If early on, they had been able to communicate, yeah. to understand each other better, to open up. It sounded like your mother just kind of stifled everything down. 
Well, she wasn't, as we were talking about earlier, I don't think she was really centered in herself. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't, I don't think she really knew how to do that or that she had the right to do that. Mm. Um, I don't think that was modeled in her family or in her schooling or. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think if we, if we are examples, people learn by examples as we are talking about. Yeah. Um, so sometimes being centered is is taking a break from things. And I don't think she she never she had five children and a husband and a farm and she was a farm wife and there was no break. You know, she couldn't exactly go off on a retreat with her girlfriends. No, nobody in that generation did that. You no, know? they did not. They did not. <laughs> wow. wow. But that's another the getaway thing, you know, just get out of your environment. That's a huge thing to do. Yes. Go somewhere. And do something entirely different. Yeah. Get some perspective. Yeah. Well, Terry, I thank you so much for joining us. I love your insight, your wisdom. Wow. This has <laughs> been great. So in careofrelationships.com, they can find out about your meet and greet. They can see how to get those books you've written. Yep. And more about the online classes. Mm-hmm. And you are a show host. Tell about I it. am. <laughs> when is your show? My show is on Thursdays at um, 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. And the show is called Intimate Relationships. What if nobody's wrong? Oh, that is a provocative title. And yeah. a lot of times I'm one. You know, isn't that the case? Yeah. Yeah. People have good reasons for doing what they're doing. Yeah. Asking what they ask, saying what they say, even if it's, you know, tough stuff, uh, people still have good reasons for doing that. And if you get curious instead of critical, you can find out more, you know, you can find out more and get closer instead of farther away. Use the inquiry. I love it. Yeah. Save a lot of, a lot of relationships. Well, it saves um, it saves us from suffering. Yes, I'm all about that. You know, reducing suffering. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And so, being centered and using your emotions as not the end of the story. Uh, at the end of the story, it's really the beginning. Yes. You yes. know, it's a it's a it's a part of your path, and so. It creates safety. It that's a huge thing, and it it reduces suffering, personal suffering, suffering in a relationship. Uh-huh. So, yeah, awesome or joy. All right. Well, thank you to my audience. Join me again next week at the same time. Until then, love yourself and love your families. Let's make the world a better place by strengthening families and using our emotions to strengthen those precious family relationships. This is Emily Penrod with HealingYourFamilies.com.